0: Whether you've used your nose, your finger, your nub, your toe, whatever it may be, to click on this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Disabled Report. I am your host with the most limb loss, Kyle, joined, uh, as always, by my best friend and co-host. I was going to make a thing for you, Lou, but I didn't want to make like any assumptions, but I was going to call you... like. The Autistic Avenger, or something like that. <laughs> but we can come up with a, a new name uh, for you. And anyways, how are you doing today? I am doing good as always. I, uh, I, I like how you said that. I'm. O-
1: I'm. O- you're always joined by me. That's not true, but we'll just well, roll with it. We'll roll
0: with it. <laughs> as always, I'm joined by somebody. This time, it happens to be you. Anyways, uh, we have a really interesting show for you today. Uh, uh, joined by our good friend Tim Shin, who is a revisit, who has been on the show previously one of our uh I think first episodes that we put out. So Tim, thanks for taking the time to be with us today. How's everything going?
2: Yeah man, thanks for having me. I'm doing pretty well. Uh
0: in case you know people didn't see you on the first episode, which is uh about dating, so you should probably go uh, watch that because it would probably be of interest to you because, you know, who's not into talking about dating? Uh, anyways, Tim, if you wouldn't mind giving everybody a little bit of background about you, what your diagnosis is, uh, and then we'll just go ahead and get into the topic.
2: Yeah. Hi. Um, I'm Tim. I have CP. I don't know what type. I think typically I'm, it's mixed or, but I use a wheelchair. I have a quad. Yeah. Um I think yeah,
0: that's everything you need to know. <laughs> okay. Uh I will also preface all of this by saying that uh if you stick around to the end, we will plug all of our um social media and all of that kind of stuff. But if you have any uh thing that you want to learn about us and you have your web browser pulled up right now you can check out our website at disabless.org spelled disavleis torg or if you would like to support us on patreon or patreon.com backslash the Disablest network and at the end of this show we will give a shout out to the top two tiers of our patrons so With
2: we have all back that on.
0: being said oh uh, god don't don't i know i get in i get in a routine that's what we're fucking talking about today too I understand. <laughs> Anyways, so we have Tim on, and obviously we're going to talk about dating yet again. Uh, but we wanted to approach the topic a little bit differently than we did before uh, and kind of go through the idea of how caregiving impacts dating. Um, I know that some people who date disabled people are really adamant about not wanting to occupy that caregiving role. Um, I know that some people um, are very open to that. And then there are some people like devo- the devotee community. And if you haven't watched any of our episodes talking about them, you can check out our episode specifically on Zach and Rachel. Um, some people who are like devotees who actually enjoy the caregiving aspect. So we have people that run, run the gambit in terms of individuals that, get into romantic relationships with disabled people. And so, Tim, what has your experience been with caregiving in women with you've dated or women that you have dated?
2: So to be honest from the beginning, I've only dated two people. That's, don't
0: tell anybody that, Tim. Nobody <laughs> needs to know that. We, we brought you on because you're the Mac. Now now you're telling <laughs> us
2: otherwise? Um, I mean, like, there I have been a lot of conversations but very few of them have uh, gone to the level of, yeah, more consistent dating like places. So, yeah, I, honestly, only two uh, relationships uh the first, it, I only saw her, like, maybe, we've only, only been on two dates, because she lived, like, maybe two or three hours away from me. She was still, like, in the tri-state area, because I live in Jersey, and she was in New York. But, like, she had to take the train, because she didn't drive. Uh, but, uh and then my current one... We've been dating for, I guess, like, almost three months. And she's more, like, she lives maybe 20 minutes from me. So that's, uh, uh, it's, uh, there's a lot more of a chance to interact. But in terms of, the caregiving, the, the first girlfriend didn't really do that much. Because even though we dated for maybe, like, six months or so, like, she wasn't really physically around me that much. Mm. And for the way I currently did, I've been on maybe, I'd say, roughly 10 dates. And she doesn't really do, like, caregiving in the traditional sense. Mm. Not yet. But she does, like, drive my bed. So, like, the other day, we went bowling. And maybe one of our first couple of days, we went to the park. And, like, she drove my car. So, I guess, I, I don't know if you call it a but that's the closest she's, or actually anyone outside of my family has gone to, like, doing anything related to that sort of role.
0: Mm. So... I do want to, okay, so we should probably expand a little bit on what our definition of caregiving is, right? Like, in my mind, for instance, when I think of caregiving, uh and then, Lou, I'd be interested to get your perspective on this, too. Well, well
1: uh, the only thing I was thinking of was that both of you guys are willing to date people far on the other side of the earth. <laughs> so, that's what I got it hung up on. Whereas, wow. like me, if, if it's outside of my zip code, it's already a hard no, so...
0: Well, I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm taking vigorous notes from you, um, but we're not talking. We're, we're not. Well, I guess we're here to talk about my love life, but whatever. Uh, so you know, but caregiving can come in a lot of different shapes and sizes, right? Caregiving technically would be you know me asking somebody to get a straw out of my backpack, sure. or you know a drink, or or cutting my food, or, or anything like that. But you know, in the disabled community, when we hear the term caregiving, we automatically jump to, oh, she's going to be wiping my ass. Uh, and I think that that might scare some people off, you know. Um, and, you know, just know, too, if you date somebody who's disabled, that first date, obviously, they're not going to be like, hey, I need you to wipe my ass or like, I need you to, you know, help me get dressed or whatever. Um, you know, we we take, to use an turn of phrase, we take steps in that too. Like, well, we also don't want people doing that kind of stuff to us if we don't know who you are, uh, that kind of thing. But, you know, th- there are other sensibilities that, like, for instance, I have to take into account. For instance, like, if Lou and I go hang out and we go to dinner, I don't mind having him go through my backpack to get my wallet. I don't necessarily want some strange woman going through my backpack to get my wallet and hand it to me. So these are things that, you know, we don't really we don't really think about. And then you're on the other end of the gambit where we're not even talking about like physical needs um, or, you know, caregiving really in that role at all. But then, you know, like Lou has mentioned in the past because of his aversions and things like that, a lot of people don't take that into consideration or we'll think that he's mm-hmm. exaggerating about things mm-hmm. and, uh, just sometimes try to force you into situations that are uncomfortable. Like the whole, you always say, if you, if you have ma- had had mayonnaise that day, I'm not going to kiss yeah, you. So, yeah, I imagine yeah, yeah, that you have that example because that's actually happened to you. Oh,
1: for sure. And, uh, um,
0: but... and, like, how do we have these conversations is the, is the question that, yeah. that I have like for both of you.
2: I mean, um, so for me, like, like, regardless of who I'm dating or even if, even before I get to that state, like, that stage, I always say, like, if we go further, the amount of caregiving you do is going to be gradual. So just like we're saying, like, you're not gonna help me with stuff in the bathroom right away. Cause I mean, not only, Am I going to experience a level of discomfort with that? Like, also, I don't know if you're physically going to be able to do that. And this is like, it doesn't even matter if it's my girlfriend now or like previous people I've talked to. Like, it's going to be, yeah, you know, we're going to start with you cutting my food, or helping me put on a jacket or whatever. And like, this this happens with my friends too. Like, I mean, the people the The people that I hang out with regularly and go on trips with, like, they know that, like, if it's just them and me and a couple of my other friends, like, they're gonna have to help me with bathroom stuff if I I need help with it. But, like, I would have never been like, hey, I just met you, you need to help me in the bathroom. No, it's gonna be like, let's start with watching a movie and see where it goes. And, like, Yeah, maybe maybe I'll get comfortable enough for you to take like stuff out of my bag and like, yeah, let me go from there. But it's it's never at least for me, it's never going to be like, hey, I just met you, help me in the bathroom.
1: Yeah, all right, I have Um, a question. I have a question before Kyle takes everything over. No, go ahead, go ahead, Tim. What's your go-to movie for for a date? Like like if they come over to your house, what's your what's your sure to win them over movie? (laughs) I mean, so personally, I, I hate movies as dates. Um, <laughs> You're the one who brought it up, so that, this is the follow up question. To because
2: that. Um, <laughs> I think that really. you. I mean, dating, I mean, movie dates isn't happening at the beginning of the relationship. I feel like at that point, you should really learn as much as you can about the person, but if you really want to talk about movies in particular, like. Um, I'm not really sure because like I mean I love a lot of, of like like movies with like basically real actors, but I also like a lot of like animation and cartoons and stuff. So like I don't I don't know like, maybe, like don't
0: don't show them paprika on the first date <laughs> because that's a I, lot. I, I,
2: you know, I tried that once and it didn't really work
0: out. But, um. but, like, look, if you're a fan of anime or animation, paprika, if I could do the hand gesture, chef's kiss, absolutely beautiful movie, not a good first date movie, very, very dense. I mean, like, maybe, maybe something like The Notebook? Well, well okay, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. I, I hate that movie. <laughs> yeah, but, well, I was gonna say, that that might actually be a good first date movie because it would cut the wheat from the chaff, right? Like, Oh, that's true. Uh, you know, like <laughs> That's true. When I was first dating, I remember so this is, you know, way back in the back in the silent days where you had to actually go and rent VHS tapes. And uh, for my first one of my first dates, my dad was like, What would you rent? And I was like, She's gonna love it. It's two thousand and one, a space odyssey in 2000 <laughs> like <laughs> but, my dad's like, I'm not sure those are good dating movies. And I'm like, she'll love them. And I was definitely wrong. <laughs> yeah. I
2: mean, Cause I mean, I feel like the the type of movie like sets a precedent too. Like cause if it's a really like, like one that's focused on like romance or love or sex, it's yeah, just yeah. like, Oh, are you telling me like you want to do that? And this is only the second or third day. What, what are you trying to do? But, or like, if if it's just really just like a cartoon or some, a comedy, it's like, okay, maybe, maybe, like, yeah, it's funny, but like, is, like, is that all this person, it's it's, it's, a, there's a bunch of stuff you have to consider, but like, movies aren't really my, like, favorite thing to do in the beginning. Um, maybe, I mean, maybe like later on in the relationship, but like, well, with movies especially though, if
1: you pick like a real, like Kyle had said, the Notebook or something like that, if you pick something like that and they absolutely love it, you hate it, you've now committed yourself to something that you don't want to be a part of. So yeah, you know, you know I, that's why I say you know go the Paprika route then, or and and for anybody who's out there, Paprika is a a, a very like Kyle had said, it's a very dense anime. It deals with psychological torture and all this other stuff so it's it's really
0: it's, <laughs> it's really like, heavy yeah. it's fantastic though yeah. Um, yeah,
2: I mean, for me i usually just tend to ask like oh what kind of genre are you into and then they go off of that but like even um my girlfriend she seen black widow and she wanted to see it so okay yeah, I mean, I had seen it twice already. I don't mind seeing it another time.
1: See, now say. we know the purpose of Marvel movies. <laughs> that they, they're
0: pleasant, exactly. They're pleasant, inoffensive, and uh, lots of explosions. Yeah, I
2: mean, of- I, I mean, I feel like, I feel like Black Widow specifically was more like a family movie. Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't really very exploding, but it was just like, really, okay, let's talk about, like, her family. And like, what she wanted out of relationships and how that informed everything. Oh, I
0: see where you're going already. You're priming them. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Talks know, about like, family. What you, you know, want like, of it, relationship. It,
2: it, it wasn't really for that. It was just, it was surprisingly funny. I think it was mostly because of, uh, what's his name? David Harbour, uh, the, the dad. But, uh, he's, I think he's in, uh, that other series on Netflix. I think Stranger Things. He's, uh, oh,
0: okay. he's oh, a yeah.
2: cop guy. Um yeah but
0: Stranger Things is good. Stranger yeah. Things is very good. Anyways, I don't want to get down this yeah, I don't yeah, want to get yeah. down this rabbit hole. Um so what I did want to kind of posit something to to the group and that is uh it's it's kind of multi-tiered and we can unwrap this however you guys want to but I so when I first went on my first couple of dates and even now really um, I still get really 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 anxious about where we're going for instance so like I, I just went through this not too long ago where it's like okay like where are we going to go on the first date and it w- ended up like being a cute thing to kind of negotiate with um, in terms of like where we would go on the first date but it was also because like she was knowledgeable about accessibility and stuff so yeah you would like that's a cutesy thing to do if the person that you're talking to is really knowledgeable about disability and accessibility um but if they're not like chances are that they're not a good chance that they're not actually and uh so you know i i freak out about whether or not i'm actually going to be able to get into the place um you know i also freak out then about you know like when do I disclose that I need help with something? And and the answer is regardless, I have to do it immediately then, because if not, I'm not going to be able to like carry my coffee to the table, put the straw in the cup myself, cut up whatever food. Like, so, so I'm forced into that space to have to do that immediately. Um, is it a better idea to talk to your date before you go on the date about the stuff that you need help with? Because I could see, for instance, if you have a uh, a disability and limitations that, you know, one would deem fairly, quote unquote, involved, could it be something that could blindside somebody and not necessarily something that we would hold them like at fault for, right? Because maybe they haven't dated somebody with a disability and then all of a sudden you're like, can you help me do this, 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 this and this and they're like, worried about whether or not they're going to kill you. In theorem, yeah. you know what and I mean. So it's like
1: you, Kyle; they'll just go you.
0: Well, uh, yeah, they'll just get up and walk away right yeah. then and there. Uh, I mean, but no, th- these are these are things that like it, there aren't a lot of people that are really open and honest about this kind of thing, right? So, like that—that's I—I really think that we should talk about the realities of these kinds of things. I don't know who wants to go first. but
2: I mean, so like, um, regardless of how how informed the person is about, like, disability. I think just visually speaking, when you see someone with a visual disability, there are some conclusions that the other person will go to and at the very least assume that you need help. So whether they go out of their way to... Offer the help immediately or ask you if you need help. Like, that, uh, that is more, I think, apparent. As, like, I don't have any disabilities that are invisible, so I don't know what's, how that affects people are that are in that situation. But, like, I think, um, it, in regards to, like, talking about it, Beforehand, I feel like it really depends on the person. Like I was saying before, it's like, yeah, if you have a visual, I mean, if you have a display, you can see. Obviously, like the, the other person, it has to like make some considerations. Like, can you fit in this place? Or like, if if you drop something, I'll probably have to pick it up. But like, I mean.
0: Um, I mean, you both could just sit there and stare longingly at the pen that you dropped. That's also an activity.
2: (laughs) Actually, I remember like, um, on our second date, like, I like, I dropped something and my girlfriend was like, oh, do you want me to pick that up? Yeah, I was like, yeah, sure. Like, so she asked me, but like, I mean, it wouldn't have made a difference to me if she picked it up or not. It's just like, like, I think, um, yeah, it just, like, I don't know, like, if you want to talk about it with the person before you go on your date, yeah, sure, but, like, if you don't, like, that's also totally fine, because, I mean, here for example, like, in, I uh, because both, uh, we both use chairs, me and Kyle, it's like, obviously, you're, you're gonna have to have a sort of consideration. But, like, yeah. So, I I don't think, because yeah. when it comes down to it, like, you don't have any arms, so, like, if you drop something... Really? Like, <laughs> like, like if something happens where you can't reach, like, Someone's gonna have to do it. It's gonna, like, yeah. if you feel that like it's necessary, you do it. If you don't want it, to, it's up to you. Just don't do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think that, like, for me, it's probably honestly just that I'm in my own head. Cause I have anxiety anyway. Um, and so I'm always worrying about 16 things at any given time, at least. So, like, you know, when I get into a, a dating atmosphere, I'm worried about all of those other 16 things that I'm usually worried about while also now worrying about 32 dating related things, yeah. probably 30 of which I have no control over and neither does she. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, uh, Lou, what about what? what's your experience? Well, well,
1: well, for me, it's just mostly worrying. I'm worried about either offending the other person or overwhelming the other person. Mm-hmm. I think those are my two biggest concerns. The um as far as like you know any any other type of obviously I also have a concern about what restaurant we're going to go to. Yeah, I was going to uh, say that cuz <laughs> so, you know,
0: you don't want to yeah, go somewhere yeah. and then and then you know vomit everywhere. Well, yeah,
1: like seafood's definitely off the menu for me too. So but
2: so, I mean, I, I think the easiest thing to do is, this is, like, like regardless of any relationship I've been in, just make your needs known from the beginning, because whether you have a disability or not, like, there, there are things you like and you don't like, and things that you want and you don't want in a relationship, so, like, if you're picking a place to eat, especially if it's the, the beauty of a relationship, be like, oh, what kind of food do you like? Oh, I like Italian. I like Chinese. I don't like Greek because I don't like that type of cheese, so I really wouldn't want to go to a Greek place, but I'll go with you as long as I don't get like a cheese dish or something. Like I think especially well, really at any point, but especially in the beginning, you have like opportunities like day to day. It's like, oh, I like this. I I don't like this and it'll be okay because there's still learning about the person, so, like, that's the best advice I can give, just, like, make your needs known. Mm. Or even, even, it's not your needs, just what you want. Yeah,
0: well, you're talking about just common
2: courtesy anyway.
0: Yeah. I, I, I I do want to mention, too, like, in line with, you know, make your needs known, and also about, like, Lou's aversions. Lou and I joke about this kind of stuff, but, But, you know, the reality is, is that that is a severe limitation on his part. Right. Um, But in that same vein, I also would like to posit that these are things that people should be cognizant of, too. With like, for instance, I have friends who have like severe allergies to things. Um, Like one of my friends, for instance, is so allergic to peanuts that if you took a peanut and, and brushed it around his lips they would swell up to like two or three times the size and he would have like have to get an EpiPen and stuff like that. Um, and then we, and I also have another friend who has allergies who, you know, can't go and eat somewhere. So what we end up doing is, you know, going to a park or, or sitting down and watching a movie or nerding out about disability history or, or, or gender history or whatever it is. Um, and so, like the other thing about that too is like look your boy loves food i get it i'm about that life right but if we're talking about accessibility um for you know whether you're disabled or not um we should take use enables turn of phrase take steps to kind of normalize dating outside of like a food sphere because you know our, our mutual, I don't know if I should say who the friend is, but, you know, our, our mutual friend, we were talking about dating with them, and they mentioned that they'd be, like, on a dating app, and obviously the first thing to talk about would be, like, you know, well, where do you, like, let's go eat somewhere, let's go get a coffee. And because of their allergies, um, they can't, they can't go yeah, in anything, because they need to make sure that, like, nothing touches any of Like anything that they have an allergy to does not even come in remote contact with this stuff. Um, And so like there were times when they just got ghosted or people didn't show up and all that stuff because they thought that them being dodgy about wanting to go to a restaurant and kind of leading to, well, let's go to a park or let's do something else. And they'd try to redirect back to the restaurant thing or whatever.
1: uh, Okay, so the... Sometimes when you have aversions or I guess you could say certain neurodivergent issues, you can come across to people as immature. Mm -hmm. Like, my aversions to some people just seem very childish. Or they also... Like, I have a fear of heights. So some people that I've dated they'll be, we're going to have to break you of this. Oh, and I'm God, like, yeah. no, no, we, we don't have to break me of that, you know, or, you know, they'll try to convince me to eat something that I'm not interested in eating, you know, mm-hmm. or, or be, well, why are you such a child? You know, and they kind of reverted back to when they didn't want to eat broccoli as a, as a four year
0: old. <laughs> yeah. <you know>. Yeah. <laughs> so. it, do you think that that's in line with, um, like the, the ablest stereotype of infantilization?
1: Well, I, I was just gonna say, so that kind of, if if we're gonna take that segue, um, I notice that sometimes when I'm out with Kyle or uh, when we were out with Christine, for instance, people would do that to you guys sometimes. Like they would come up to you, not necessarily in the dating sphere, but they and I'm I'm sure that you've done dealt with this too, Tim, where people come up to, you, oh, hello, uh, what's your name? oh, your name is Tim? Well, you know, and and you're just like, alright, alright, sister, or brother. <laughs> it's not necessary to talk to me that way. <laughs> so, but I guess that can happen in the dating sphere, too. I mean, you know, what do you yeah. think,
2: Tim? Um, I mean, that's never happened to me, but, but, but that's not to say that it's outside of the realm of possibility, but I'm just to say that that's never happened to me. And, it's really unfortunate that your friend has to go through these additional hoops just to, like, just to figure out where to meet for the first time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I wish I had more to say, but, like, every every time I've been to people, hey, I like, I would really like to do this or I really wouldn't like to do that, they've been... Uh, it really respected my opinions, and it's just gone from there, but uh, I realize that's not the case for everyone so um
1: we we yeah. gotta hunt down Tim's friends and just become friends with Tim's friends, Kyle <laughs> I think that's what he's I think that's the sly uh, suggestion here <laughs>
0: um well we are we're running to the end of the episode uh here. Uh, Tim, do you have anything in closing that you want to offer? Do you want You have anything that you want to plug? Any social media or anything like that?
2: Um, uh, not really. I mean, I don't use my Instagram much anymore, but if you feel like following me, is my uh, handle is I think it's uh, Tim J. Shin. It's just T-I-M-J-S-H-I-N. It's like the bone in your body. Uh, I've been saying that a lot of people. So, yeah, um, Yeah, I think that's
0: everything. Well, or if you know, so I'm going to use this opportunity then to uh, segue into all of the places that you could follow us on the vast expanse of the internet. Um, If you are on Facebook, you can follow us at Disablest. Or if you are disabled and you would like to join our Disabled Only uh, Facebook group, it is called the Disablest Nation. We are specifically holding a ladies' night, which is for ladies only to talk about things related to women's health and the female experience and all of that jazz. So if you're disabled and if you're a disabled woman, uh, please um, think about joining if you would like to. Um, I will make sure that no men occupy that space at all. Um, anyway, so that's our Facebook. If you want to find us on YouTube, youtube.com backslash the Disabled Network or type in the Disabled Network or just disabled, and it will get you there. And then, if you would like to support us by buying our merch, like this lovely shirt that I have on today, you can go to our store on cafepress.com backslash network. pick up a shirt, pins, mug, anything like that. Uh, We would always, always greatly appreciate it. All the good stuff. All the good stuff. And then, last but certainly not least, shout out to the top two tiers of our patrons over on Patreon. So... For the members of our Super Crypt uh, tier, which have pledged $15 a month, thank you to Robert L. Pope Jr., George Smith, Kevin Melendez, Kelly Kidder, and Adam Davidson. And then shout out to our Cryptastic patrons who have pledged $10 a month, Annette Webb, Patty Pride, Ellie Stowe, and Jesse Schwartzman. Thank you all so much for your contribution. It is because of you that we are able to keep this up. And if you would like to support our content... Uh, we could actually use an update to our production end of things. So we greatly appreciate uh, if you, whichever way you choose to support us, uh, you know, we would greatly appreciate that. So anyways, uh, last but not least, if you are disabled or an ally to our community and you would like to take part in our show, you can email us at getinfo at disables.org or you can email me directly at kyle at disables.org. Uh, with all of that being said, I think that I've gone through everything. Um, I will go ahead then and kick things off for us. Sign off and we will see you on I, the next episode. I, I do want
1: to apologize for my phone. I did have it on silent, but a work call tried to push through. So
0: I apologize, everybody. <laughs> no, it's not like it blew anybody's ears out yeah. or anything. So that's fine. So anyways, on behalf of the Disabled Report and the Disabled Network, my name is Kyle. My name is Lewis Thank you, Tim. And uh, we will catch
2: you on another episode in the future, I'm sure. And we'll catch all of you on the next one. Take care, everybody.